Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen, Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja and best-selling digital marketing author. This show, like Exposure Ninja, is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales from your website. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to crush your competitors with content. Now, yes, that sounds a little bit aggressive. And yes, it sounds a little bit ambiguous. How do you actually crush someone with content? Here's the thing. The internet has become a content game. Digital marketing has become content first. We really need to talk about where this is going because when I first started working with clients before Exposure Ninja back in 2012, a business could grow online by having a few pages of information about what they did and a nice call to action. And that was pretty much enough. You just had to be in it to win it. You could have some information about the product or the service that you sold. You ranked on Google for that. You could drive ads to it. You'd get some leads, you'd get some sales, and it was fairly straightforward. Over the years, though, what happened is a few businesses started adding blogs to their sites. And they weren't just talking about the news, the awards that they won, like using it like a, a traditional blog. People started using it as a way of sharing information and articles. A few of them even started adding knowledge bases or content hubs to their site. And what's happened over the years is that the bar started to raise. If you wanted to compete in search results by 2017, 2018, it really helped to have lots of articles, lots of content on your site that answered the questions that customer searches. If you wanted to compete in search results by 2016, 2017, 2018, it really helped to have lots of articles on your site that answered the questions customers searched for. If you wanted to get links, it helped to have really well-written and researched information on your pages that people would want to link to. If you wanted to send your customers useful emails or have interesting social media posts, again, you had to have something valuable and interesting to say on your website to send them. So in order to become useful and attractive to potential customers and show them that you're good, businesses had to start doing more than just showing up. People started talking about becoming a thought leader and actually the kind of the number of businesses that felt they had to become a thought leader really started to grow over this period. Well, today the bar is higher than ever. In many markets, if you really want to compete in search and social, you essentially need to become a media company with a business website attached. You need to be sharing information, tips, expertise, opinions consistently just to be heard. And because so many are doing this, we've got this massive echo chamber of noise and you need to do so much just to cut through. Well, obviously this adds a lot of strain and pressure to marketing managers and business owners. How are you supposed to cut through that noise? When you're already busy running a business or running the marketing, how are you supposed to prioritize your existing workload? Never mind basically running a free magazine sharing things like interviews and walkthroughs and guides just to get organic traffic. Well, I was in a digital marketing panel discussion for a conference a few days ago, and one of the questions was about trends in digital marketing and where things were going. My prediction to the audience was that this trend will continue. The bar will continue to raise. Most businesses now are in a war with their competitors about who can create the best content, get it ranked, share it far and wide, and use it to generate new business. Customers' expectations are continuing to increase. We're now seeing 55% of search results, including a video. 
So the business is going to be forced to get into video and creating video content, which has a much higher barrier to entry. So in other words, it's likely that building the habit of sharing new information with the world is going to become one of your top marketing priorities if you're going to compete as things get more competitive. Now, you might be listening to this thinking, oh, I really I hate the idea of this. And don't worry, lots of people do. But actually, let me reassure you, this is kind of the way that business has always been. Let's go back in time to an era where people shopped at their local stores on their local high streets. Remember that? Maybe not. <laughs> well, the shopkeepers in those local stores would spend their days talking to customers, advising them on the best stuff to buy and how to solve their problems. So think about the local chemist. That local chemist would have had people coming in all day talking about their ailments and their problems and that person may have got bored advising customers on the remedies for their headaches. After, you know, a career of 30, 40 years, they probably did get bored advising customers on the remedy for their headaches. Now, if you could have told that chemist, who, by the way, today will be running an e-commerce chemist, that rather than having to answer the same questions 30 times a day, they could just take the knowledge out of their head write it down one time into a hugely detailed and well indexed and designed guide and be done with it, they'd have a content hub on their website, they would have bitten your hand off for that. So actually businesses sharing information in order to build credibility and sell products is not a new thing. But what is a new thing is how we need to arrange this information and how you need to get in the habit of taking that information out of your business and putting it on your website in a way that makes people want to buy from you. If this is the game that we all have to play, well, we may as well become supremely awesome at it, right? So in this episode, I'm gonna share the three-step process that you need to follow to crush your competitors with content. It doesn't really matter where you're at today, winning at content involves three things, research, production, and promotion. So research is where you find out what's winning out there, which of your competitors are doing the best job and how are they doing it. We need to find out what your customers and potential customers are going to be most interested in and the formats that are gonna suit them. So we need to know how the world is working in your space before we can win. Then we move into production. Production is where you write the article, film the video or whatever. And then promotion is where you get that stuff seen. So I'm gonna show you how to crush your competitors' content, how to find their best stuff, the articles and posts that are performing best for them and leave it in the dust. Now, we're gonna use an example which is in one of the most competitive spaces imaginable. Now, I've done this intentionally because your space is likely not gonna be as competitive as the space that we're gonna look at. That's gonna do two things. Firstly, it means that we can talk about how to beat competitors that are playing at a very, very high level. But the second thing it's gonna do is by looking at some of the techniques that the businesses in this space are using, you can then apply them to your space knowing that chances are your space is nowhere near as competitive. So if you apply the stuff that's working really well for these businesses in a highly competitive area, then chances are you're gonna get some great results. Okay, so let's go into step one then, which is research. To demonstrate this content research process, we're gonna imagine that we're setting up a fictional car insurance comparison site. We're gonna call this Ninja Insurance. So again, why car insurance comparison? Well, it's a very competitive space with very large, well-funded businesses already established there and some fantastic 
content marketing work. So in other words, whatever business you're in, it's reasonably likely that it's not gonna be as competitive as this space. So we get to look at some real kind of best practice, some great examples that we can learn from. So what's the first thing that you do if you wanna crush your competitors with content? Well, the first thing that we need to do is spend some time on Google. Google is one of my favorite research tools because Google is both the battlefield that we're playing on and the strategy map that we can use to see what everyone is doing. So let's say that we're starting our car insurance comparison website. The first thing I would do is head over to Google and I would search car insurance. Now this is the broadest, most competitive search term in the space, right? There are lots of more commercial intent phrases, there are lots of more specific phrases, but this is such a broad and such a competitive phrase that we're going to start seeing the real top level. We can think about lots of the topics that you're competing in, a bit like a tree. So in the car insurance comparison space, the phrase car insurance will be like the trunk of the tree, okay? So it's the biggest, it's the strongest branch, it's the widest, it's uh, the heaviest, it's gonna have the highest search volume, it's gonna be the most competitive, the ad costs are typically gonna be very, very high. And then as we get towards the top of the trunk, we're gonna see that there are branches coming off. And we're gonna start with big branches coming off, so these would be related terms that are slightly more specific. So for example, car insurance for learner drivers. That would be one branch coming off this big trunk. Uh, you might have women's car insurance, we might have sports car car insurance. So these would be big branches coming off. And then off those, we would have smaller branches which would be less competitive, more niche, more specific. Anyway, so we would start really broad and we just search for car insurance. Um, and I'm gonna kind of talk you through what we're looking at. If you wanna watch the video version of this then you can go on YouTube and see it, but I'm gonna talk you through if you're in the gym or if you're driving or whatever. So prepare to be talked through some search results. So first thing that we can see on Google when we type in car insurance, is we've got four ads that tells us this is a highly commercial term, obviously, as we would expect. Now, I'm gonna be searching in the UK. If you're in the US, then the phrase for you is obviously gonna be motor insurance, but car insurance is what we call it, so car insurance is what I've had to search for. So we've got a few um, large comparison websites at the top, and for those who aren't familiar with the car insurance comparison market, basically these are giant super affiliates, so you go on one of these websites, you fill in their details, and then they pull in quotes from the different car insurance providers. And then if you go and purchase your insurance through the comparison site, they earn a cut. So this is a huge space. It's where a large percentage of the car insurance market goes to buy car insurance, and therefore it's really competitive. So they're essentially affiliates. Uh, the name of the game for them really is getting high organic visibility. And uh, if they can make paid uh, search work, then obviously, you know, they'll be taking their affiliate cut. So they've got to be fairly careful because they're obviously not getting the full value of the car insurance when someone buys through them, uh, which is why SEO tends to be very competitive because they can get a lot of cheap traffic, but it is extremely competitive. So the first website that we can see ranking for this term is a site called Go Compare. Uh, by the way, we're getting the car insurance pages on all of these sites. We're not getting the home page, obviously. They have a dedicated page for each of these terms. So the first site is called Go Compare, and we got the car insurance page on Go Compare. The next uh, site is lv.com, and again, we've got the car insurance page. And then the third site is comparethemarket.com, and we've got the car insurance page there. Now, the first thing that we do when we're doing research on how to crush our competitors with content is we need to have a look and see what sort of information is on the pages that we're landing on. 
How detailed is it? What are the different sections they've got? So the first page that we're opening, remember this is the top ranking page for car insurance, is an absolute monster. This is a really long page. So I'm gonna talk you through some of the elements as we scroll down the page. First thing we've got, headline, above the fold, car insurance. Compare car insurance and get a free 250 pounds excess cover. And then we've got the call to action, compare quotes. We've got little review stars just, uh, just above the fold as well. So that whole above the fold section, really well optimized, great landing page for highly commercial traffic. So from there down is really the content that has been added to this page in order to get it ranking. So the first thing that we get just slightly above the fold is the headline compare car insurance quotes. We've got a bit of introductory text. We then have illustration of the three-step process that we need to go through. Underneath that, we have the car insurance companies that they work with. So the insurers that are on their panel, which provide the quotes. Um, we then have a section of car insurance guides. Now these are links through to detailed specific car insurance guides for things like example, mobile report, using phones at the wheel, who are electric car buyers, electric car insurance, driving convictions and car insurance, adding name drivers. So these all will take us to the content section on their site, which is, has each of these guides in loads of detail. So first thing, why are they doing this? Why do they have loads of guides on their site? Well, electric car insurance, what's the point of writing a guide about electric car insurance? Well, they wanna get it ranked for electric car insurance and all the variant topic terms that come off that. Think of the tree and the branches. Electric car insurance will be one of the big chunky branches and there'll be loads of smaller branches off that. So they've written that guide to cater for that whole branch and its sub-branches, right? They want to get that guide ranking for all these different terms that come off that phrase. The same with adding name drivers. So what they're trying to do here is this main page about car insurance is a commercial page. This is a page that's designed to generate leads and to take people through the process. But they've got all of these guides linked from this page, which are designed to cater for the various informational searches and um, slightly niche down searches that come off this main term. We don't stop there. Underneath that, we've got some frequently asked questions. So we're still on this car insurance page. What type of car insurance do I need? We've then got the three different types of car insurance broken down with bullet point information about them. So comprehensive car insurance, third party fire and theft, and third party only. Then each of those links through to a sub page which is dedicated to that topic. Okay, so the comprehensive car insurance page links us through to a dedicated comprehensive car insurance page. So if someone's searching comprehensive car insurance, that's the page that they're gonna get served up. Think of the tree with the branches, right? This is, we're finding more and more of these big branches coming off this main trunk. Then we've got another call to action. Then we've got some more questions. Do I need car insurance? We have more specific pages. Car insurance for over 50s, insurance for new drivers, learner driver insurance. Then we've got some car insurance tools. Is my car insured? Check your insurance group, mileage calculator, fuel price calculator. Then we've got some quotes, some testimonials. Then we've got, could I get cheaper car insurance? Tips for getting cheaper car insurance and linking through to an article, top tips for cheaper car insurance and also the cheapest cars to insure. Then we've got car insurance that's right for you. We've got other different types of car insurance with pages linked through. Now, by now you're probably getting really bored of listening to this description. We're not even anywhere near the bottom of the page here, but you get the gist. 
What they have done, by the way, then we've got uh, frequently asked questions which open accordions and you can click to load more. But what they have done is they've thought about every possible topic and subtopic related to car insurance and they've built dedicated pages for each of these. Some of them are commercial pages designed to generate leads. Some of them are information pages and guides. This is a staggering, staggering amount of content. I think you'll agree. There's probably no page on your site that has links to so many information content pages. Unless you're ranking number one for car insurance, you probably haven't needed to do this. By the way, imagine if you did, but that's another story. Okay, let's look at the next example and I'll skip through this. We'll just talk about the features that are common. So this is lv.com forward slash car insurance. Again, we've got the same thing above the fold, pretty much actually the same call to action and the same kind of layout. Um, we've then got uh, some guides linked above the fold, then got some USPs, got some information about the stuff that's covered. We don't have as many links to kind of sub guides here as we did on the first uh, site. We then have some questions about LV car insurance, but we've only got a few and they're not about car insurance. Generally, they're just about LV. But then we start getting into the guide. So we've got different um, kind of page buckets leading us through to articles about multi-car insurance, electric car insurance, classic car insurance. Then we've got the third party comprehensive and all that type of stuff. Although we've only got the guide to comprehensive, we don't have the individual guides for each of those. We got some FAQs, but all of that stuff is actually visible on the page rather than as accordions which means they've gone a bit lighter with the detail. We then have some related car insurance articles at the bottom of the page. Then we've got some links to related stuff about car insurance. So it's a similar approach. What we've got is this main tree trunk page, and then we've got lots of kind of branches that go off it to different topics, but nowhere near as many as we saw with the first site, the site that was ranking top. Let's look at the third example, comparethemarket.com forward slash car insurance pretty much same CTA section above the fold. We've got articles linked just above the fold, things like electric car insurance, fully comprehensive, blah, 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 all of those yet again. We've got some USPs, we've got some tips about how to get cheap car insurance. We've got some more articles about the different types of insurance. We've got a links to all of the providers. We've got specific types, again, links to um, things like telematrics cover, learner driver insurance and that type of thing. Um, then we've got some testimonials. We've got a car insurance group checker, which is basically an interactive tool that you can use to find out what group your car insurance, uh, your car is in for insurance. And then we've got more information. Now, this is a slightly different layout of site because we've actually got more text information visible on the page. Great way of doing it. But what it does do is it makes it slightly more uh, text heavy when you're looking at the page as opposed to the first example, which had actually a reasonably small amount of text, but loads of links to further articles. Still, tons of links to different articles though, loads of FAQs, all in accordion sections. And then at the bottom of the page, we've got this, a guide to car insurance, which links through to individual pages about each of these different types of insurance. So from this, I know we've talked through a lot here, but we've just broken down basically the perfect content approach for a highly competitive web search. From this, we can see the strategy that anyone in this space would need to use to compete here. We'd see that it's a very, very long detailed page with links to specific guides about the branch and sub-branch topics of this tree trunk topic. So we know what it takes to work here. We know what it takes to compete. Now, at this point, if I'm a challenger to this, if I'm doing this research because I'm setting up Ninja Insurance, 
I'm looking at this and realizing that outranking these is gonna take actual years. It might take me a couple of years to get together all of the information on the site to even start competing with this. And then I've got to get it ranked, I've got to get Google to trust me, I've got to get people to click through on my page in order to get me competing for this term. So right now, I'm thinking I need to go a bit more niche. Rather than going for the tree trunk topic, I'm looking at these competitors saying, you know, these, these are seriously entrenched. What it's gonna take to overtake them, I've got to show Google that people are significantly more engaged with my site than these. And I'm not seeing too many gaps where they're leaving spaces. So it's better to find a race that you can win, i.e. get traffic from and start to get sales from and expand from there than target the biggest race in the world and come last and not get any prize money at all. So if, if, we, if we're thinking about car insurance as the tree, what we're gonna start doing is we're gonna identify some branches where maybe we could put all our attention on those branches, start to win for some of those branches, and then we can come back to the trunk later on. So what I'm gonna do then is I'm gonna go to uh, Google again, and I'm gonna go to something like car insurance for, and then I'm gonna see what some of the suggestions are. So I've got things like car insurance for a day, car insurance for learner drivers, car insurance for young drivers, car insurance for new drivers, car insurance for a week, for a month, 17 year old women, over 80s, first time drivers. Now all of these are subtopics which are gonna be less competitive than this main head term. They're gonna be less competitive because there's gonna be lower search volume, which means that there's less money to be made from ranking first for any of them, but that's okay because I'm not gonna rank first for car insurance for a long, long time anyway. So the next thing I would do is go a stage deeper. So let's say for example that we go for car insurance for 17 year olds. This is a pretty profitable phrase because car insurance for 17 year olds, I don't know if you can remember, but it's not cheap. And uh, luckily I wasn't driving a five litre supercharged Range Rover then, but car insurance for 17 year olds is never cheap. So the affiliate commission on those is always pretty decent. You could go even deeper. You could go for car insurance for 17 year old females. Now, if we search for car insurance for 17 year old females, we actually see that the pages that are ranking aren't specific to 17 year old females at all. We've got Money Supermarket ranking number one for car insurance for 17 year olds, no mention of female. We've got Confused.com car insurance for 17 year olds. We've got Compare the Market car insurance for 17 year olds. Now, there could be something in the space that prevents you from targeting females and males. There could be some rule about not being able to price differently or whatever. But still, if there's a way of finding, if, if you can find a way of writing content for these people and saying, you oh, know, here's the guide to car insurance for females and the gist of it is, hey, basically you're gonna pay the same as the males, but at least you could have a page which is optimized and a page which is targeting that search term. So something like that would say to me, okay, there's some space to go here. Now that might guide our business strategy. We might say, okay, we're gonna start as being a car insurance comparison site for younger drivers or female drivers or whatever. And we might use that as a niche to get some traction, to get some sales by being more relatable and, and being more credible to that audience. And then we can expand later on into the rest of the market. Or we might just use it as our search and our content strategy. But either way, moving slightly away from the main trunk and going to one of these branches is the way to go. So the first step in your research phase is to find out what else is out there on Google and what you're actually going to be competing against. As you do this, as you have a look at different branches and routes, you're going to find and you're gonna formulate ideas about the sort of topics that you can actually compete on. 
Remember, I've chosen intentionally a really difficult market here. Yours is likely to be easier. So if you bring some of the stuff that we've talked about, if you go and have a look at, um, what is it called? Uh, GoCompare.com forward slash car insurance, go and have a look at that page and you bring that sort of heat to your space, that's really gonna mix things up. Once we've done this, and once we've began to formulate some ideas about the sorts of topics that we're gonna be talking about, it's time to put some data behind this. Now, throughout your searching, you're gonna have found some websites that keep coming up and that seem to be doing a really good job of producing this information. So, what we would then do is we would head over to a competitor research site like SE Ranking or SEMrush. Uh, by the way, you can get a free trial of SEMrush at thankyouninjas.com or a free trial of SE Ranking at uh, bestninjatool.com. I'm gonna be using SE Ranking for this um, term. One of the best ranking sites into this tool to see what they're doing really well. Like, what sort of attention are they getting? What sort of links are they getting? What are the pages on their site that are doing really well? So I've just put gocompare.com into SE ranking, and then I'm just gonna have a look at the different pages that are ranking. So the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna filter it by the word car, because I just wanna see the stuff that's targeting cars and car insurance. So um, I've put that in, and I can see that the first page that's driving the most of the traffic to their site in fact, it's driving 48.1% of all of the traffic to their website is this fantastic car insurance page. SE Ranking is estimating that it's picking up 4.24 million searches per month from the UK. And if they were gonna be spending that money on Google Ads to get that traffic, they'd be spending about 14 million pounds a month. It's ranking for 8,380 different keywords. That page is responsible for a significant portion of that business's revenue. Incredible, isn't it? That's the power of getting this stuff right. But what else have we got? What else can we see? What else is ranking from GoCompare about cars? Well, we've got the GoCompare car insurance forward slash short term page. So this is all about short term car insurance. This is one of the branches. And this is bringing in 1.55% of their traffic. So not a huge amount percentage wise, but still 136,000 searches per month. We've also got um, a, an interesting strategy where they've got separate pages for each of the insurance providers that they offer quotes from. For example, they've got um, gocompare.com forward slash car insurance forward slash providers forward slash Admiral, which is a car insurance company. This is a really interesting strategy because what they're trying to do is they're trying to actually rank for people searching for Admiral car insurance, and it's working. They're ranking position three for that term. So they've moved beyond just trying to get people that are searching for car insurance to actually trying to steal, <laughs> steal traffic from the insurers themselves, and then basically sell those visitors back to the insurers with their affiliate commission on top. Really aggressive, must be really annoying for the insurers, but it's working really well for them. So we've got a few different strategies that they're using here. We can also see they've got uh, kind of guide content like forward slash cheapest cars to insure. We've got other subtopics like caravan insurance. We've got um, car finance. We've got uh, car insurance, gap insurance. So this is an information article about gap insurance. So from looking through these results, we can start to work out what your competitors content strategy is. What are the pages that are performing best for them? And what are the different sections? What are the different strategies that they're using? So in the car insurance comparison site for Ninja Insurance, I know from this that we're going to set up guides about different questions that people have within car insurance. 
I know that we're gonna set up pages commercially targeted for different subtopics within car insurance. And I know that we're gonna set up different provider pages for each of the different insurers that we work with. So those are three strategies I can see that GoCompare are using successfully. And I know therefore that they're gonna be in my arsenal. The next thing that we can do is we can actually look at the keywords that these pages are ranking for to give us a bit more understanding of how they're targeting each of them. So before I start writing my page about the different insurance providers, for example, I want to know what's GoCompare's strategy for targeting these pages. How are they driving traffic to this page? What are the phrases that they're ranking for? What's achievable here? And then I can go on the page and look at exactly how they're doing it. So for example, if I go on the uh, forward slash car insurance page, forward slash cheapest cars to insure, this is a guide for people who are searching about the cheapest cars to insure. So why would they want this traffic? Well, this traffic is at some point about to buy a car and once they do, then they'll be buying insurance. It probably also tells us that this is a young person searching and that means that they're gonna be spending a lot of money on their insurance, which means that there's gonna be a healthy commission there for us. So we know that this is going to be a good visitor to get on the site. So if I search um, the cheapest cars to insure page and I have a look and see what sort of uh, keywords it's ranking for, I can have a look at, uh, or I can see for example, cheap cars for insurance, cars with cheap insurance, cheap cars to insure, cheapest cars for insurance, cheapest cars insurance, these sort of terms. There's around 165,000 searches per month and this page is doing pretty well. Now, I, I'd then go and have a look at the page itself and see, okay, could I beat this? And if I was gonna beat this, how would I do it? So if I go straight on this page, I can see there's a headline. This is a blog page, by the way, it's an article page. It's not a core page on their website. There's a headline at the top says, 10 cheapest cars to insure for young driver. Okay, well, first thing, that doesn't, that's not grammatically correct. It doesn't even make sense for a young driver or for young drivers. The subheadline says, we've run the data to find the cheapest cars to insure in 2019. Well, I'm recording this in mid to late 2021. So that headline is two years out of date. So when somebody is seeing this page in the search results, there's every chance that they're gonna see this 2019 mentioned in the meta description somewhere. What's that gonna do for the click-through rate? Well, it's gonna drop it. I get the feeling that this is just out of date. So straight away there, I'm thinking, I could probably beat this article. I've just looked at the first two lines. Line one, there's a grammar error, and line two, there's a date error, which implies it's out of date. Great, we're off to what's called a good start. So the next thing I do is I look at the article and think, well, could I beat this article? What they've done is they've listed each of the different cars and then they've got a picture of the car. They've got a table with a bit of information and a bit of description. It's a fairly long piece. One of the things that they could do really well would be to have a nice table up at the top which breaks down the pros and cons of each and basically gives them a score or something like this. This would be a nice, easily digestible way for people who are looking at this page to make very quick decisions or to find out the cars that look most relevant for them. Otherwise, I'm forced to hunt through. Now, some people will hunt through. Yes, it'll increase their scroll depth of the page, but some people won't. They'll just look at this and think, oh, I can't be bothered. Or they'll see that the first three cars they don't really like, and then they'll leave. So what having a table allows me to do is hook someone and give them a sense of the massive amount of data that's gonna be in this article and allow them to find the stuff that's right for them. Now, they also could have calls to action, which would link people through to buying insurance for each of these different cars, and they don't do that. 
There's a call to action in the top left hand corner says get a car quote, which is actually really weird because I think I'm buying a car here. I'm on this page looking for a car and it says get a car quote. Well, they're not selling me cars, they're selling me insurance. So that call to action doesn't even make sense. There are no further calls to action down the page until you get about, uh, what, 10, 10 scrolls down and then it's not even the right call to action anyway. So this is actually a fairly weak piece. Considering this is the website that bought you that ultimate car insurance page, this is a pretty average piece. So if I'm starting Ninja Insurance or I'm growing Ninja Insurance and I wanna beat Go Compare, I'm looking at this article as the, the gazelle that's slightly limping towards the back of the herd. And I'm thinking, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna destroy you by taking this topic, which you've shown me as a winner. You've shown me the different sections I need on this page. All I need to do now is not screw up the bits that have been screwed up and I've got a chance. So as you start to break down from this main trunk, which feels really intimidating to the branches and then the sub branches, you start to find those weak gazelles and you can narrow them down in your sites. So other things that you could do to this page, add a table, add structured data, try and hit the featured snippet for that search. You know, there's loads of stuff that you could do. So this is a kind of research process that you can use. You just start to have a look around. You'll notice that yes, we're using a bit of data. We're using SE ranking or SEMrush to find out what these pages are ranking for. We're looking at them to see uh, the, the links that are coming through as well, which we'll come back to in the promotion section. But really what we're mostly doing is we're just getting familiar with what's on our competitor sites and what's gonna win. And then we're just brainstorming to think how we can make this better. You can also use BuzzSumo uh, at buzzsumo.com. And we'll often use BuzzSumo to have a look at the topics, the articles that are getting a lot of shares on social. So for example, if we type in car insurance on BuzzSumo and we search inside the UK, we see that the articles that are getting the most shares recently have been things about lockdown, about driving using face masks. For example, the most shared article is Car Insurance UK, wearing a face mask in car could see car insurance invalidated. And this was on a newspaper website. We've got articles about driving during lockdown could invalidate your car insurance. So similar sorts of things here. What we can take from this is that we can take, there's a different type of content that's getting shared on social to what's ranking well, obviously. So we could do both types in our content strategy. So you could have your main pages focused at search, and then you could produce these kind of reactive, uh, press focused things about new rules that are coming out, new regulations that are coming out, um, updates around lockdowns and anything that's kind of timely and relevant and that's on people's minds, anything that relates to a trending topic. This might be the stuff that goes on your blog and then this is the stuff that you would do PR outreach for. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider liking and subscribing or following on whatever platform that you're on. You can also leave us a review. This makes a really big difference. We love reading through the reviews and it helps other people to find the show too. And don't forget, if you want help with your digital marketing, we offer a free website and digital marketing review service where we will take a look at your website specifically and the digital marketing that you're doing. So how you're using content, where your site's ranking, what your opportunities are for paid traffic, how you could be using social more effectively. We then turn all of this information into a 15 minute video which we send to you. It's completely free of charge and it is totally awesome. Now you can go and request your free website and digital marketing review from ExposureNinja.com. You can go and do that today and you will be showered with glory. So this is about how we produce our article, our video, whatever piece of content that we're writing. 
or producing. Now, in your research, you will have noticed what the best players do. This is fairly straightforward. By now, you will have absorbed so much about what the great sites in your space are doing that it'll be fairly obvious what you need to do. It, we're talking, for most of the time, we're talking long pages. We're talking links to detail guides. We're talking categorizing different types of subtopic with info and links to each of them. We've got uh, trying to incentivize the customer to make a purchase or to keep reading with offers. We've got FAQs. We've got links to tools. We've got advice. We've got customer reviews. We've got different sources. We've got loads and loads of stuff. Now, if you're going to try and beat something like that, you need to at least include those elements. Then you need to think about how you're going to take it to the next level. So when you're writing this stuff or when you're filming it or when you're recording it or whatever, you need to think about standing on the shoulders of what's already there. Yes, I know this is difficult, but guess what? It's much less difficult to figure out how to make something even better than to figure out what it needed to look like in the first place. Go Compare has put in all of that work initially so that Ninja Insurance can stand on their shoulders and take this to the next level by spotting the one or two balls that they've dropped and figuring out how to fix them. It's really important that you get this stuff proofed. And if you need a professional writer, if you're not a professional writer, be honest with yourself and get a professional writer to do it. If you're in the sort of topic area that needs professional expertise, that needs credibility, to, you know, if you're medical, if you're financial and you don't have that expertise, you need to find someone who can write it and who can put their name on it. Think about EAT for search. It's also really important to work out what type of page you're going to be creating. So the car insurance page, for example, this is a commercial page. This is a page designed to serve commercial intent, i.e. someone is searching to buy car insurance. They're searching for car insurance because they want to buy. All of the pages that are ranking for that, uh, that search term are about purchase. It's all about comparing quotes. It's all about getting a quote now. If, however, you search for something like the cheapest cars to insure, this is what's called an information page. So this might be a blog post. This might be a page in your knowledge base. It's less focused on making the sale or encouraging someone to make a purchase. And it's more focused on giving them information. So this might sit in a blog. This might sit in your knowledge base or your content hub, which is just an essentially, essentially an ordered collection of articles on a topic. So you're going to write your piece, you're going to have it proofed, you're going to have it edited by someone who spends all of their time proofing and editing. If you're competing in a professional space, your content needs to be flawless. There cannot be mistakes. We have a, an editorial team at Exposure Ninja that sit there like the, the, you know, the guardians at the gate, monitoring anything that's coming from the content team, editing it, proofing it, getting it all sorted, getting it confirmed before it goes out because this is really, really important. The final stage in your journey, the three-step process research, by far the piece that is the most detailed, then producing, and then finally it's time to promote. Now, if you've got a lot of traffic to your site already, sometimes all you need to do to get your new, awesome, super long page ranking is include some internal links. So what do we mean by internal links? We mean anytime you're talking about Ninja Insurance, anytime you're talking about car insurance on the Ninja Insurance website, we would link through to that car insurance page. 
So this is might be in a blog article, in a knowledge base piece, on our homepage, on our menus, all of these things. Anytime we see the word car insurance and it feels like a good time to link to the car insurance page, we're gonna link through to that page. So that's your internal links. You can also get links from other sites. Now, what's really interesting to me is when I was doing the research for this episode, I was having a look at some of the links that these huge uh, price comparison websites are getting. For example, Money Supermarket, their car insurance page, um, they've got a premium calculator which calculates the premium um, for your car insurance, so it works out how much you could be uh, spending. So I just stick this in SE ranking to see what sorts of links they're doing, how they're promoting this amazing piece that they've written with loads of detail and, uh, and uh, that seems to be doing really well in ranking. Well, all of the links that I can see to it are utter rubbish. It's stuff like adbloglink.com, nichesitemastery.com, wikibacklink.com, link-de.com, websiteperu.com, couponsale.in.com. This is utter, utter junk. So again, if I'm competing against this, I'm seeing that and thinking, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I can beat the content. Maybe I can get some better links. Now, I'm not gonna go through all the different ways that you get links. We've got a great uh, recent YouTube teardown. So if you go to our YouTube channel and you search for, I think it's 50 ways to get links. Dale has done an incredible walkthrough of 50 different ways to get links. But you can use those ways to get links through to your content from other websites. And if you're competing against even these big insurance players, as you start to research deeper and deeper and deeper, you start to realize actually nobody is doing a completely perfect job. So maybe you can't compete with car insurance, but maybe you can compete with car insurance premium calculator because the links to that page are absolute rubbish. You can also send your new content to your email list. This is a really, really good idea. Uh, they will read it, they will engage, they will maybe share it on social if it's really good, although don't expect too much of that. Um, they will show Google that this is good. If, if they're using Google Chrome, Google will see how they are using the page. And if it is good, that is gonna help you. So share it to your email list, make a video of it, post the video on YouTube and link to the article in the description. This is something we do loads of at Exposure Ninja. Remember, 55% of searches now include video results. So if someone's clicking on that car insurance video instead, and then they go on YouTube and it's the video for your page, and then you've got a link through to the page in the video description, it's just another way of getting through to your site. And you might have more chance, in fact, you will have more chance of ranking a video for that than you will a page because there are gonna be so many pages about that topic and so few good quality videos about that topic, trust me. Now, obviously the downside of this is that the barrier to entry for video is high. You've got to put in a lot of time and energy to make a decent, useful, engaging, interesting video. I know, uh, but if you're willing to play that game, there is less competition there. If it's the sort of thing that people will actually want to read on social, then by all means, share it on social. If it's just about car insurance, they're probably not gonna share it on social, let's be honest. So what you might wanna do instead is the thing, the content that we talked about on BuzzSumo, uh, you know, wearing your face mask while driving might reduce your car insurance or get you shot out of a cannon by the police or whatever, then that's the sort of stuff that you would write and get shared on social. And of course, in that article, you would have links through to your car insurance page. So 
There are your three steps. We've got research, we've got produce, we've got promote. Now obviously the produce and the promote, fairly self-explanatory. It's the research piece that we put most of the attention into today because all of the answers are in the research and the University of Google is your best friend here. You can see what's winning by looking on Google. That's really the only place that you need to go. So I hope you found this breakdown useful. Like I say, if you wanna go and have a look at the video version of this episode, then you can head over to our YouTube channel to do that. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe on this podcast or follow if you're on Spotify or iTunes. I, I can't remember how it works, but subscribe or follow, whatever. And don't forget to go and request your free website and digital marketing review if you want some help with your digital marketing as well. Until next week, see you soon.